knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. With me today is a guest host, Rob Pelton, a man with an expansive bucket list. Mine is just a little a little pale in comparison. It's not the eyes of the bucket that counts. That's how you use it. <laughs> you know? You're ready to go with your response. You didn't even get my pun, did you? You didn't even catch that I said a little pale in comparison. Pale. Why? Because bucket. I'm tan in the middle of winter? <laughs> you still don't get it. <laughs> or you're ignoring it, one of the two. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of, okay, so so we've got this episode out day after Christmas. This is kind of like a Christmas miracle, kind of, because I was supposed to record with Derek this week. He canceled within the hour of us recording. And Derek. I only, I just like, I'm just going to reach out to one person, one man, Mr. Rob Pelton. And within, I don't know, like 30 minutes, you're like, sure, we can record tonight. Yeah. You know, with me being so busy and as popular as I am, you know, I, I carved <laughs> out this this time just for you. Because when Carl calls, you know, asking for an upgrade in a host, you know, I <laughs> upgrade. come running. So, oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you, man. It's not really a miracle. I don't want to throw that word around like willy-nilly, but it, it's pretty awesome because I wasn't sure we're going to get an episode out this week, and we are, and it's extra special because, uh, yeah, like people are fans when you're when you're guest hosting. I don't I don't know if you're quite up to Derek's level yet in terms of popularity, but if not, you're close, man. You're getting. Well, there. He, he's got he's got longevity on me. He's been on the podcast like one or two more times than I have, so that stands to reason. One or two, you know? Yeah. Well, you're you're working your way. You're you're cutting into the. Yeah, the deficit there, right? All right. Well, I like it. I like the feedback that I've gotten on this podcast. You got a really good, you know, following, uh, really good engagement. And uh, I mean, and you kind of get into nitty gritties uh, on some things. And that's what I really enjoy. You're not afraid to kind of dig a little bit. So no. I appreciate that. It doesn't always have to be the formal, polite, nice guy thing because. Quite frankly, no. that's a little boring. So, <laughs> no. Yeah. And speaking of that, yeah, last time you were on, you shared a story about how you were, left your car at the trailhead. You had your car, you know, whatever, locked up, doors closed, windows up, and you said that some mice had gotten in the car. 
some or one yes okay well either way i would i kind of like in a roundabout way sort of called you a liar i was like are you sure you didn't leave the windows down like i didn't leave the windows down we got a ton of feedback like a lot of feedback after i i called it's a you thing. yeah it's a thing it is a thing right yeah a lot of people had that issue and, I, and i've been at a lot of trailheads and i have not had that issue and so i would like to um a apologize for casting doubt on your story and b I guess still say that I still have ten percent doubt that happened because I don't. I, okay. I, I, well, that that that's very big of you to <laughs> to to at least somewhat backhandedly apologize for. But in in more research that I've been doing about what happened, I kind of dug into it. I found a little bit of evidence, and I followed that evidence back to its source, and it turns out. It's one mouse doing all of it. <laughs> all the trailheads. It's amazing. Yeah. Okay. Dang it. Dang it, that mouse. Yeah. Uh, we got some feedback about, I don't know, uh, Derek actually mentioned leaving like just wipes in the vehicle because, you know, like when you get back from the trail, you want to, you know, like wipe off your legs or whatever, wipe down a little bit before you get back in the car. And somebody gave some pushback. They're like, are you sure you want to leave wipes in the car? Because bears get into that. And so I'm curious your reaction to that because this guy is he he's like a very well known like going around the Sierras that's his homeland, and so his perspective like he is correct around the Sierras like that is a real issue. But as far as I know, that's the only place where that's the real issue where you can't leave wipes in the vehicle. What do you think about that? Uh, I've heard that depending on where you are, I guess Sierras, anything scented could lure. You know something to your your right. vehicle to your tent whatever i mean even like your toothbrush that has a little bit of toothpaste right. residue on it your chapstick uh hand sanitizer especially if it's like scented like these right you know seemingly harmless things could bring something not necessarily out of hunger but out of curiosity and next thing you know you have a, a conflict and a confrontation right I mean, it could, yeah, but you can say that about anything. Like, that could happen literally anywhere. I'm, I'm wondering, like, do you have experience with that in the areas you go? Are, are bears climbing in? Uh, no. And where I've been, it, it's pretty tame. A lot of black bears around here, and it's, they can be a little bit of a nuisance here and there. But we do a pretty good job up in Minnesota to, to curb a lot of that behavior. Okay. You know, meaning not leaving food out, not feeding them, which is the biggest thing. Because they say a fed bear is a dead bear, and you, and you don't want that, right? right? Um, but if you're going to have something in your car anyway, go ahead and bring, you know, uh, a Tupperware or a bear canister, just store, store that inside your car. It, it can't hurt. And it, it doesn't weigh anything if it stays in your car. Okay. Right. And having wipes, I agree with the wipes. Cause a lot of the time when I'm done with a, with a hike and I'm going to drive two, three hours home, I like to take a complete bath with wipes and then put on fresh clothes and then just go home. Right. All right, fair enough. My takeaway from what you just said was basically Minnesotans are elite backpackers, and so you don't have that problem because people are just more careful and responsible in Minnesota. That's exactly what I said. Well okay. put. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Other order of business I have before we jump into today's topic. One of my buddies, speaking of Tupperware, Tupperware Mike bought something off of you. I don't know if you connected the dots here, but he bought – Something I think you had posted on Facebook for sale and you sent it to him. It was um oh it was like the outdoor vitals. Oh yes. What was it? The Yeah. They're like one one of their jacket things. I don't know. So they so outdoor vitals, they're making a lot of waves in outdoor apparel, you know. Uh yeah. They're doing a lot of good things. I bought one of their like 
mid-layer hoodies. It's called the Ventus. Yeah, that's what it was, the Ventus. Yeah, right, right. the Ventus. I ordered it, you know, in my size, got it on. It turned out to be a skin suit. Didn't like it. <laughs> Returned it, got an extra large, and it was still really, really tight. Okay. Once you got it on, it was fine, but getting it on was a whole was wacky, wavy arm, yeah. you know, label in front of a dealership guy. Maybe take the backpack off first. Maybe, but, <laughs> Maybe. but I ended up not wearing it, and it just sat in my closet, okay. and I'm like, I should probably sell this. And then, yeah, he right. hopped on and was like, hey, I, I know Carl. And I was like, I'm going to need to see some ID to verify <laughs> your bank account, sir. Uh, but yeah. Well, he, he texted me a picture of the package you sent. This is, what's the mo this is the most interesting part of the story. You sent a package with your face on it. Yeah, I did. Some sort of like label printing with your face. I don't know if it was one of your stickers or what. Yeah. So I, I got 5,000 stickers. So when I send things out, I just throw a sticker on the box. Okay. I throw stickers in the box. So you got... Okay, so you got like your your bags. We, we've covered the the bag love that you have, and Kids. then you got your stickers, and now you're putting your face on packages. Yeah, because you know when you see my face, there's good stuff coming. <laughs> you know, that's, okay. that's how I. It's not an arty until I show up, and boom. All right, it's not a narcissistic thing at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. We should get to it, but real quick, towards the end of the episode, you haven't shared this with me, but you got some sort of announcement either for your YouTube channel or for life or for something, and we got that for the end. So you got some special announcement coming, right? Yeah, there will be a special announcement, a first time announcing to the public here on your podcast yes. uh, that is a, a YouTube thing and, and a life thing. So we'll, okay. we'll get All right. Wait, are you, are you asking me to join your YouTube channel? Okay, I shouldn't predict. I'll stop. I'll stop. We've had you on the podcast. At some point, you're going to ask me to just, you know, put out videos for you when you can't make it. I'm fine with that, Rob. Just, you know. We can do that. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we've got, uh, I think we're going to get six. Might get more, might get less. Depends on how much crossover we have. But six reasons your bucket list trips will fail. This sounds super negative, but hopefully we can come up with some solutions to overcome these specific issues. Okay. Are you a let's just get get into it. are you a bucket list guy? Do you have a bucket list? Are you mindful of places that you want to go that you haven't been to? Is it abstract? Is it specific where you at? Well, the, it's always kind of abstract until it actually you know, until you actually buy a, a ticket, right? Yes, there are places that I want to go to. When that list keeps expanding, the more I find out find out about things. Right. I've gone to some of my bucket places and there's still more to come, but yeah, there I I want to see all the things. I want to see as much of this Everything. big, beautiful world as I can. And there's a lot of it out there, but, you know, we have things mm. like jobs and stuff we got to do. Like, what is that about? You know, know. you got bills you got to pay. Like, I just paid bills last month. You want me to pay them again <laughs> next month? You know, and that requires work, which means you get can't be on trail or on an airplane or on a train as much as you would like. I don't know, man. There's through hikers that figure it out. They're like, I just quit my job. I don't make any money and I just hike year round. Yeah, and, 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 that, and that's that's great. And those people are usually younger right? Uh, where they can pr probably do that kind of thing. But I, I admire that lifestyle because it's, it's, not, it's not easy yeah. to, to maintain that because you got to go pretty bare minimum in life. I think they ask the question like, doesn't everybody else have a trust fund? Yeah, right? Yeah. Right. Am I the only one? <laughs> yeah. Or they're older. They're also the older. And so I hope to be one of the older people eventually. Yeah, and they just retire and they're just like, you yeah. know what? Kids are fine and I'm just right. going to go wander the earth. What's your number? Like, what's towards the top of your bucket list right now? Uh, top of my bucket list right now is I really want to go to Scotland. 
Um, I've been talking about it for the last couple of years. I all get over there across okay. the pond. Uh, I want to hike the West Highland Way there. Um, I don't right. know if you know what that is. I've heard of it. But it's a trail in Scotland. Uh, I've been to Scotland, there. but I haven't done yeah, much. It's it's 100 miles. And the cool part about Scotland, you know, it's a right to camp country. So you can literally camp anywhere as long as you're, you know, beyond so many, so, so much distance, right. you know, from houses and things like that. The tra- trail goes through a town every day. So you can stop and have a pint okay. and have your lunch. And then you can just, you can just go right. walk 100 miles to Scotland. And for you, that's like, that's like an overnighter, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, maybe two, <laughs> depending on how much I had to drink at the pub. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah. For me, I, I'm trying to get to Alaska, but I, I'm I'm a little bit more high maintenance because I want to go with my buddies, and so just try to. Li- my issue is just kind of lining up the dates, and so I think right now we're shooting for a couple years out. Yeah. Get get it on the list. You got to move it from the one day list to the actual list. There has a one. I got pretty aggressive with this a few years ago, where I was like, all right. There's a lot of places I want to go to. I, I got to start knocking these things off. And so, and I have like going to Glacier National Park, Wind River Range and so on and so forth. So, so I've actually making a move on the list, but I don't think a lot of people are. And I've gotten a lot of feedback from folks specifically that have joined Patreon or that are considering joining Patreon that kind of goes to the reasons why people aren't able to knock their stuff off. And I know some people are, but some people really, I mean, they're not like, I don't even know if they can make a list because they have some, some of these issues here. So What's the number one reason or what's one of your reasons that their bucket list trip could possibly fail? What do you got? Well, you know, once you get to the point where your bucket list trip is actually becoming a reality, right? And something you've been, you know, working towards, whether it's your whole life or for the last couple of years, saving, planning, everything like that. For me, and I've actually experienced some of this, you want to be sure that you're physically able to do this trip. There's nothing mm. worse than to do all this planning and have all this excitement and realize I can't even walk 10 feet up this hill. Right. Well, I'm supposed to be here for like a week. What am I supposed to do? Well, you got to train. You got to eat better. You got to get your body ready for depending on what it is. Now, if your bucket list is to sit on the beach all day, you need less prep work. But you know, <laughs> you're going to you know hike to Everest Base Camp or something like that. You might need to work out. See, I had a similar one, but mine was more not that people aren't preparing physically. People you know, are waiting too long and they're getting old and they can't do what they used to do. And that's my fear. Right. And that's why, that's why life right. is backwards. What do I mean by that? So when we're young, we're the most physically capable we're ever going to be. We can take over the world. We can fall off a cliff. And, and get up and, right. and you know, go to work the next day, right? But we're limited because we can't go anywhere. We can't afford anything. We got to work in these years. Now you're older, you retire, you got all the resources right. in the world. You can do anything. But your body says, uh, no, sir. Yeah, we're not doing that because your knees are going to explode <laughs> right. into a billion pieces. So you should start rich and then become slowly broke and then get a job when you're old. <laughs> Theoretically, that worked. I think the bigger issue is you're also young and you, you have something to prove and you're ready to go. And there's this yeah. sense that you need to earn things, right? Whether it's earn the money to pay for them or earn the time off to do them. And when you're, you know, getting out of high school and you haven't done anything yet in terms of work, you're like, okay, now I'm going to go, I did high school. Now I'm going to go adventuring. It just doesn't, I know some people do that, but it just doesn't seem to fit with how, you know, our structure is. Yeah, I can see that because you want to feel like you've earned it because if you didn't earn it, you may not appreciate it as much, right? So, oh, 100%. Yeah, there, there's, yeah, there's your... I appreciate it so much more now, but yeah. 
I think that there's going to be an increasing issue where people might legit be able to plan their bucket list trips, but we're having an influx of backpackers mainly because of guys like you, YouTubers who are just inspiring people to get out there. Thanks a lot. And so now yep. there's increasing crowds. There's plenty of wilderness out there, but there's not additional like national park availability. There's actually limited that. They're limiting that specifically with backcountry permits. So right. there's places that aren't monitoring it, but for the best places around, you've got to get a permit. And when you have an increased number of people applying for the permits and either the same number of permits available or less because they're trying to reduce impact on the wilderness, then you're less likely to get the permits. And so right. I think that, so you gotta, be, you gotta be the kind of person who is on top of things and applying as early as possible. Sometimes, you know, it's literally they open it at, you know, whatever it is, 8 a.m. mountain time, you gotta be on there 7.55 rear to go. Right, exactly. And yes, influencers, I'm not saying I'm an influencer, has some impact on the in, the increasing volume at these places. The places where you used to be able to go to get away from people are becoming less likely. Right. I blame more Instagram and TikTok because a lot of people okay. aren't out there for the experience. They want to get the pick for the gram, right? Fair. And then in getting there, they're taking up spaces, you know, but that's not to say I'm a snob and, you know, <laughs> These are my woods and this is my park. I want, I, you know, I need you out of here. Right. No, I, I love the fact that people are ex actually discovering the outdoors because it's been out there the whole time. Yeah. Right. But you have to treat it responsibly while you're out there and you do have to respect the other people that are out there as well because they're on their trips as well. You're on your trips as well. And sometimes there has to be a compromise. Right. Just when I'm out there, just don't be out there. Problem solved. Problem solved. Yeah. Is that hypocritical? Yeah. <laughs> there is another solution. That, 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 I got a controversial solution for you that I don't know anything about. And I literally just heard about this today. So I was talking to a buddy at work and he was saying that this is becoming a thing. You can tell me if you've heard of this, but people that are applying for permits, whether it's like for camping permits or for backpacking permits or whatever, that are very highly sought after people are starting to hire specifically Canadians to hack into the system because apparently it's a very easy system to hack into to be sort of like first in line and to get their name in there so they get the permit that they want to get. He knows somebody specifically does this for like some RV site in Florida, but he says that this is the thing. I just heard about it today. What are your thoughts on that? There's a population of Canadian hackers. Let's start with that. Yeah, because <laughs> maybe they don't get in trouble, I guess, because they're out of country, so they're not going to get prosecuted. I mean, out of all the things you can do as a hacker... It's easy. Apparently, it's super easy and lucrative. I, I get that, but it seems like low risk, low reward, I, I, I guess. He was it was like 50 bucks, so if, if you have enough of a clientele, you know, you get a couple hundred people doing that every week, that adds up, man. Well, there is value. I mean, someone does value that, otherwise something like that wouldn't even be out there, right? Right. So, uh, is it is it a is it a, a way to play the game? Is that within the rules of the game? No, it's not. It's breaking the rules. It's breaking the law. I don't think so. It, it, yeah, I. I'm just telling you. I heard. It. I'm not suggesting you do that. I'm just. I'm just saying it's a thing. Yeah, I, that that surprises me that that's a thing, and I I think that uh, there, there's better things to do with your time. If you're gonna hack, you know, raise my credit score. You know, don't worry about the. Like, you know what I mean? Like, get in there and then move some yeah. decimals. You know what I mean? I'll reach out to the hackers and let them know that. All right, I appreciate it. If you yeah. want to hack into the permit system, we've got a link down below in the show description. Just kidding. We don't have that. Right, but like Canada, don't they have like, didn't they just get internet up there? Like, oh how gosh. do they have enough computing power? Like, how? All right, I love you, Canucks. Don't, don't, don't come down here and say sorry 
to meaty. Yeah, well, you know, Canada is starting to have an influence on the United States. Like, we went to Canada, and we were grossed out by their ketchup chips, and then somebody just texted me, like, a couple weeks ago, we got ketchup chips now in the United States. So what, I don't know what that is. It's just ketchup-flavored flavor, chips, man, like Doritos, Lay's, ketchup. Oh, I used to ketchup chips. Like, chips. I'm thinking of a boat. Oh, you got to listen to our, our podcast more. You got to get do your homework, because we've been talking about this. Yeah, ketchup chips. Yeah. yeah, I do know of of ketchup chips, right. but I will say those who actually know me, I hate ketchup. Yeah. Well, I hate mustard. I hate mayonnaise. I hate pickles. Then you're not Canadian. Yeah, so weird. there you go. I'm weird. No, I'm not, yeah, yeah, I'm not Canadian. <laughs> right. You know, to the Canadians out there, if you are watching, Justin, Maddie. Yeah, yeah, nice. Problem <laughs> solved there. No, no offensiveness. All right, so there we go. So you guys said you said get in shape. I said permits. What's your number two reason why your bucket list trip's gonna fail? Know who you're going with. You don't want to go on a bucket list trip. I imagine it's gonna be with either friends or a family member. Uh, but if it's gonna be like a hiking trip, because you're backpack trip like we do, it's hopefully gonna be with someone you have gone on trips before, or maybe there's someone new. But know each other. What are your hiking styles like? If things mm -hmm. happen, where are responsibilities going to fall? Are you okay if someone hikes to head? Are you okay if someone takes a lot of mm -hmm. breaks? Are you okay if A, B, and C happen? What are we going to do? Now, are you someone on trail I can actually stand? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yes. You were super cool when I talked to you all the time at <laughs> home, but on trail, man, you don't, don't walk too close to the cliff, bro, because, you know what I mean? So know who you're going with, because a mediocre trip can turn phenomenal with the right crew. Okay. And and, and I, I've been on some epic trips because of the people I was with. You're saying on trail the issue is that you might have invited somebody who's like a trip saboteur who's going to spoil your experience. Well, unknowingly, unwittingly, right. I don't think there's any malice involved, it's just you know, it, maybe something happens and, and you don't, you're, you have very different views on something, yeah. you know, you might want to hash a lot of these things out before you go. We had, I mean, we've had plenty of trip saboteurs, like a lot over the years. And we, it took us a long time to figure out who yeah. the crew was and we're still learning, man. We're still trying to invite the right people along and, and we're still making mistakes and we're, we're learning from so it. So do the trip saboteurs know who they are? Like, have, did we say... FYI, you're a trip saboteur. How would you do that? You don't invite them anymore. Would you Would you go back and be like, hey, just so you know, we're not inviting you anymore because you sabotaged too many trips. No, no, you just be very passive aggressive. I'm not passive. I'm, I'm straight up, man. I'm just like, hey. It's not you, it's me. No, we just, like, I don't know. I'll tell you the worst sabotage trip ever where I don't think I needed to say anything was I was back in college and I planned this trip for a bunch of dudes we had in our Bible study, and we were going to Yosemite, and it was March, which was early for Yosemite. It wasn't strangely snowing, it was raining, but I was like, yeah, it's outside, we're gonna, it's gonna, we're gonna get some rain, we're gonna be okay, let's everybody calm down. But we had one guy who was freaking out about it as we're driving up there, and so we, we started in Orange County, we got, I think, an hour into the drive to Los Angeles, and this dude convinced everybody that there was too much rain, let's turn around, we didn't even get like halfway to our destination. He sabotaged a trip that I spent a lot of time planning, getting gear for everybody, took him shopping, and he got everybody to turn around. I, I've seen so many trips that were promising rain, and I go anyway, and it turns out to be beautiful out. Happens all the time. 100%, man, 100%. Wow. All wow, the time, you, especially in Minnesota. You commanded that much, that much authority to sabotage your trip. 
super nice guy yeah. though and happy to be Ooh. friends with them just not gonna backpack with them so fair enough all right so that was your number two okay so i kind of alluded to this in the intro here but i think that one of the biggest issues and what i've seen is people have a deep down fear of going new places they have these dreams like oh it'd be great to go to places like scotland or alaska i'll get there eventually but when it gets down to it, it's very overwhelming to be like, I, I don't know anything about those places. I don't even know how flights work or how close I can get to the trailhead. If I come to the airport, do I need to rent a car? You know, how does that work driving on the other side of the road? There's just a lot of these variables and it freaks people out. Can I go with somebody? If I go with a guided group, that's gonna be super expensive. So it's kind of this like paralysis by analysis and they just don't end up going and they don't take the step out and they, they just don't go new places. And so... How would you, what would you say to this person? How do you get somebody off the couch to stop being afraid? Like they're going to their local places. They've always gone there and they're not changing. What do you do? Well, you know, if, if they're happy going to their same places, that's fine. I would never shame anyone for doing it. Oh no, for sure. But for those who actually sit down and realize, man, I, I don't like the unknown. Well, your whole life is unknown. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Okay. Right. The best part for me is to learn those things. You dive in and you learn how to swim, right? For, for the most part. And most places, you know, around around the world especially, you know, they're they're willing to help. Like, yeah, there's some scammers out there, so depending on where you are. Um, but in the right communities, you know, there, there's people out there that, that can help you. You know, I went to Iceland, you know, and we had to rent a well, yeah. Did you? And and they okay. they only had uh, manual transmission, six shifts. I love right? it. I love it, man. <laughs> I was like, hey, I can drive six, which means I got a front seat the whole time, right? Right. And then, but I, I I I wasn't afraid to go there and learn that, right? Some yeah, but you're somebody who's you know, but you're speaking to like you're the choir on this one, right? Yeah. Well, then then they need someone in their life that's gonna take them there. Correct. Uh, Correct. Maybe someone someone like a Carl. Maybe someone like a Rob, like, hey, bro, we're going. Yeah. All right. The, t- the ticket's bought. Right. All right. Everything we have, we, we, everything we need, we have. Now, the last thing is to know is I got you. Okay. Right. I got you. Don't worry about it. Let's just go keep an open mind and let's just have at it. Worst case scenario, you don't like it. We go home. Best case scenario, you didn't realize how big of a world out there is and how amazing it is. And right. You will never know until you walk out that front door. It is. But for me, I mean, to be honest, that's that's half the people that we have on our Patreon trips are people that just don't know, haven't accessed some of these areas. They're excited to go, and they're excited that it's already structured for them. It doesn't it cost them to travel, but it's not costing them like a you know a guided trip. It's not a guided trip. It's like you know semi guided. Just it's just structured for them. But you're still limited. Like we're not doing a ton of Patreon trips. So they're still kind of yeah. limited with that. But trying to find somebody, Facebook groups clubs whatever there's plenty of options out there you can find something if you do the research it, i get that it's scary to go by yourself it's scary to, to branch out especially if you're the trip leader you're like i don't know i don't want to be in charge of people going to scotland i don't like what if what if i've got to drive stick and i don't know how to drive stick whatever it is kind of going to these intermediaries i think is a solution for this yeah i think the meetup groups are huge there's a lot of them around here these these facebook groups you know i mean it used to be reddit you know more it's more facebook groups now there's such a wealth of information right. out there and, and people who are, who are willing to put, you know, trips together. Right. But then you just have to make sure you're not one of those saboteurs. So, right. Uh, <laughs> you have to make sure you're not one of them. Yeah, correct? yeah you're exactly. <laughs> but I, I have, uh, I mean, countless friends who see everything I do. Hey, I'd love to go. I'd love to go. I'd love to go. 
And then I, I threw out the invite. Oh, well, oh, well, I can't do the da, 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 da. All right. Oh, yeah. Backpacking is like a super big flake sport. Super big. Yeah. And and it is what it is. And now I've, just, I've learned to, like, that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, and so it, it's still frustrating. We had a couple years ago under the Tetons, we, it was one of our patron trips. We had 10 cancellations in that. Wow. Yeah. We ended up having just, you know, three dudes go and we had a blast. So it, it was totally worth it. But definitely the 10 cancellations were a little frustrating for sure. But yeah. Right. Right. So you need a big name to go with you to, to draw people out there. We'll get to that, Rob, because I got, yeah, I got, I got that come up in trivia as part of our discussion for sure. Love it. All right, so that so I got two, you got two. What's your last one? Last reason. Don't be scared of change. <laughs> you will have okay. an itinerary, and keep that itinerary loose. Don't have it so rigid that there's no room for error because there will be error. Things will change, and that's yeah. okay. Having a loose idea of what you're gonna gonna do is fine, but if you need to go right when you plan on going left, you have to be okay with that because you can't control. Right. everything right you can point yourself in the right direction and a lot of times if you end up turning right instead of left a lot of times that's a it lot is. of fun over there but then again that's the unknown so leave yourself some room and some time in your itinerary because things can and most likely will change yeah i think there's that's a big one for sure and so some of the best trips i've been on have had unexpected things happen where it kind of like like a force change kind of thing Part of it, though, is you want to have somebody, either you or somebody in your group, that can handle the change and can plan on the fly. So somebody who's like, okay, well, we can't do plan A right now, so we got options B and C. There's a lot of folks out there that are like, okay, we can't do plan A right now. I don't know what to do. Like, I'm stuck, right? I'm freezing up. If you don't have that person who's like, okay, well, let's look at our options, then that's a disaster. Yeah, and it's it's okay to have a plan B and plan C. You should. Actually, it can be on the spot. Like, okay, we can't do plan A. We didn't have a plan B or C, but now we got to make one, right? Yep. And then act like you had it the whole time. That's right. That's right. Act like that was part of the plan for sure. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, you we you hit a couple that were on my list, so I'm gonna do. Let's see. I had unreliable fellow adventurers. I had putting it off. You get too old, and you know you're waiting for somebody else to make it happen. But I think the number one reason for a lot of folks boils down to cost. I think that's the issue. And I don't know that there's a great solution for this other than aside from saving your pennies, you can do your research to find budget ways to travel anywhere, whether that's everything from couch surfing to sharing rental cars to taking buses to hostels. Yeah. Yeah. All that stuff for sure. Sometimes, you know, going Going far away places is just going to cost a lot of money. The, the plane ticket itself might be, you know, the, the killer right there. I don't know that there's a great solution for costs. You can, you can do your research on that. But sharing costs, going with a group to kind of split some of the things you can split would be what I always try to do. I, I do find, you know, I, I've traveled, you know, quite a bit out of the country. And the biggest cost is that plane ticket. I mean, that That's usually the one cost. Because oh, if yeah. you go somewhere like, like a Peru or a Nepal, something like that, once you get there, it is cheap, 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 right. cheap. And what's funny about it is that since you're American, it's expensive to you as American, but it's still cheap for us as an American. Does that make sense? Because you're getting yeah. charged tourist prices. Yeah, but even those tourist prices are so right. low. And, uh, and are once low. you get there, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, the, the costs go way, way down. All right, there you go. So you got six reasons your bucket list trips will fail. Hopefully we had some solutions for you to consider, maybe some inspiration in there as well. Yep. Get to it. 
get get that adventure on. So uh, we've got before we jump to our next segment, I I caught up. Okay, I caught up with a guy who is selling like a drink mix, like a nutritional product. And I, I literally just like ran into him and just thought he had an interesting product. And so I invited him onto the podcast and I um, recorded this a little while ago and I've been meaning to put this on the show. Here we go. This is a product called Runway, R-N-W-Y. And this is Dan Karen, the co-founder. Here we go. With me today is Dan Karen, co-founder of Runway, a man who's not ashamed to sport a bushy mustache. Welcome to the show. How's it going? It's going good, Carl. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, quick backstory. So I was at one of my daughter's uh, running events. She's in cross country and she was in the middle of Denver doing a running race and we're walking around waiting for the race to start. And I saw you with the booth set up, pitching your product runway. And I heard your spiel. I tried your product. I liked it. And I thought, you know what? This would be a good guy to have on the show. And so here we are. Thank you for joining us. And I got some, I got some kind of heavy hitting questions for you. Ready for this? I, I, I think so. I hope so. Hit me, Carl. I gave you the questions ahead of time, so, <laughs> so you have to be ready. I know. I didn't <laughs> want to blow my cover. <laughs> no, no, no. That's part of the deal. So, so I've been going to. I know that you go to some trade shows as well, or you're planning to. And I've been to the outdoor retailers for the last few years. And I've noticed a trend where there's usually two to three new supplements or drink mixes or companies. I don't want to like say similar to yours because I'm sure everybody's got their own angle or whatever. But to me, the consumer, it just seems like some similar stuff going on. So, you know, why did you decide to join this heavily competitive market and what makes Runway different? Good question. So what you said, it's competitive market and a lot of people doing the same thing is exactly why we decided to start runway and really serve the running community. What we saw was there's a lot of in-race products, meaning goos, gels, sugars. Um, What we didn't see was the holistic approach to running, meaning there's things that go wrong. There's immunity, there's multivitamins, there's joint support, there's electrolytes, there's there's a whole bunch of things that go into running. And we didn't see anyone creating this this closed ecosystem. Um, my previous job, I worked at Vital Proteins for six years, you know, leading collagen company. And I watched a lot of their competitors turn one skew into five, one product into like five different products. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that is growing up for me, a pre-workout had everything in it. It had stimulants, it had BCAAs, it had nitric oxide boosters for a pump. Maybe there was a non-stim package. Now, all of that is five different products. That's $200. That's, right. It it really upset me to the core. Then as we think, how are we going to serve runners? Um, you know, We came up with this idea. We say it internally. We haven't formed a story around it, but pantry optimization. <laughs> and what I mean by, yeah, what I, I like mean that. by that is, is you open up your pantry and you probably have a collagen product. You probably have an electrolyte product. You probably have D3 or a multivitamin or a B complex. Maybe you got emergency for when you travel or some apple cider vinegar or some immune boosting product. Why not make a super product? Why not combine as much as we possibly could into a world-class product, get rid of waste, and I'm going to not go full hippie on you, 
but get rid of waste <laughs> and save the consumer money. So, okay, just one of your issues was, it sounds like one of your issues initially was like the concept of just the price gouging, right? Where you're having companies kind of portion out these different things and and you had consumer anger at the price gouging nature of things. Did, out of curiosity, did you ever reach out to any of these companies and say like, okay, why are the, why is all this costing so much all of a sudden? No, I never did. That's my job. I'm going to do that. I'll do that for you. Yeah, do it. Find <laughs> out why are you taking one product and making a million? You know? Yeah. And it's not just it's not just nutrition. There's a lot of areas that we have actually an episode coming up where it's, we're going to ask about some price gouging stuff. So anyway, you strike a chord. Sorry, I got you off track there. All right. So you got so it's kind of the one stop shop where you have everything packed into one product, correct? Yeah. And that's just our first product foundation. Um, we launched September 6th of this year. We're super new. We do have other products in the pipeline that are going to follow the same format of a what we call multi-benefit Okay. Where it's it's not just collagen for hair, skin, nails, joints. There is also, I'm, I'm talking about foundation. There's also electrolytes in there. There's also two grams of L-carnitine, which is, I'm not going to go too crazy, but there's an Easter egg in using L-carnitine as a running company um, because mm-hmm. Olympians and certain brands, athletes were taking IVs of L-carnitine and they crushed the Olympics. And then they all got okay. in trouble for doing it illegally. We're doing it legally. So- Whoa, wait, 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 okay, okay, okay. So it's it's illegal to do it in the Olympics, but it's legal to do it in the States. It's illegal to do IVs of it. Okay, but it's legal to drink it. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's an amino acid. We use two grams, okay. clinical dose. In the past, they were doing liters of it. Oh. And that's when WADA got involved. So yeah, yeah. it's a, trying to be a, as connected to the runners as possible. And you didn't ask, but we also did our brand photo shoot in Portland, pretty iconic for runners. We, we really want to serve the community. Well, okay. I'm curious about what you were just talking about with the amino acid though. So when you say crush it, are you saying they crush it because they had high energy? It was increasing explosiveness, increasing endurance, inc- increasing muscle repair. What, what was the like advantage of that? We have a PhD on retainer that helps educate with this. So Understand, I'm I'm not a PhD. I'm going to give you layman's. L-carnitine helps burn fat for fuel. Okay. It helps kind of optimize your energy. I guess at these high levels, these athletes were able to train harder, more frequently, and just, I guess, perform at a higher level. Um, okay. We spoke to one of these athletes. I, I can't, I won't say his name. It's a him. Um, and he was one of these athletes. And when he saw L-carnitine, he's like, whoa, I love that stuff. <laughs> and and that's like the most we got out of this gentleman as long as it's not illegal i guess that's that's my thing no it is it is not illegal okay. um not what not at all third party tested okay. yeah but white papers on the two gram clinical dose okay yeah yeah no we're playing by the rules all right <laughs> okay you kind of answer my next question, but I think there's probably more, like I'll, you know, you can share more about some of the ingredient differences and stuff, but I think a lot of people like me, we, we stick to two main types of drink mixes. So you've got like the cheap lemonade drink mix from the store where, you know, it's just, you're using it to kind of flavor your water after a long day, a long day hiking or backpacking. And it's just, it's just helping you to kind of down the water. And I'm sure there's electrolytes in there along with whatever chemicals they have. And then you've got like the latest, greatest, big in the endurance community, big in, you know, backpacking running is element, which is just like, you know, hyper sodium and, you know, electrolyte focused. 
So first part of the question is like, what would you say to a guy like me who's generally satisfied with these? And then what would you say to a guy like my co-host Derek, who's not here right now, who's old and is just generally resistant to change? For initial response is wonderful. You're okay. you're already on the right path. We took I don't know I don't know how much I could give here, but we really wanted to recreate that nostalgic flavor of lemon lime said brand that we all know. Um, right. You're already drinking that flavor, which is wonderful. Element, I have it in my pantry as well. Um, okay, maybe a competitor, maybe not, but I do believe in the product. You're already taking okay. two components of Runway Foundation. You have the flavor profile and you have the electrolytes. We're not as heavy in sodium. Um, reason being, we we, flate, we added as much electrolytes as we could without sacrificing the flavor. And we don't want to be the salt drink. Um, we'll let Element hold that down. And then what I would say is we also have tons of other benefits. Um, if, if you right. break down the product, there's immunity aspects from the D3, zinc, magnesium, for your partner who is aging, it, the collagen <laughs> is great for joint support. We have 10 grams of collagen and we're using specific bioactive collagen peptides called Tendaforte and Fortigel. Okay. Again, we have a PhD to explain molecules and this, that, and the third. But my understanding is these peptides are specifically formulated to support white tissue repair more so okay. than the market hair, skin, and nails. Uh, we, we believe okay. it's more of the athlete's collagen. Um, and right. then also runway foundation is pretty much a multivitamin, um, has a vitamin okay. B complex, three different three, six, 12. Uh, we also have vitamin C at a hundred and I believe 20% daily value. And we also have vitamin D three at a hundred percent daily value. So you're getting, basically you're getting all of that and more, you're getting a lot more, you know, like you said earlier on bang for your buck, one stop yeah. shop load it up exactly yeah you're okay. getting so much more benefits by taking runway foundation than you are these a standalone product or even combining them all we're saving you 50 dollars minimum so where can we find runway like are you are we online only website we should check out or social media what, what you got yeah right now we're strictly direct to consumer you could find us on amazon you can find us on our website Okay. If you're in Denver, Chicago, we're popping up in the field left and right. Um, but those are the okay. two places to find us right now, Amazon and our website. Um, hopefully okay. next year you'll find us in specialty retailers like the Fleet Feeds and the Runner's Roost of the world. Um, but right. right now we're really focused on the online business and getting in the field. And and you're also Dan the Founder on Instagram, correct? Yeah, Dan the Founder <laughs> on Instagram. Hit me up if you want to try a sample. Just DM me. Hey, I heard you on the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. Can I try a sample? Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. I'll send it out to any one of your people that DMs Runway or Dan, the founder. Okay. We, we want everyone to try it. All right. Good deal. Hey, Dan, thank you for your time, man. It was a pleasure meeting you up in Denver. And it's a pleasure checking out your new mustache in the meantime and <laughs> hearing all the nutritional stuff that Runway's got. So we'll have all that stuff in our show description if you want to click on it. Again, thanks for joining the show. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was Dan. Just love that guy. Actually, I'm hoping I go on a run with him one day. 
He was talking about like how this his uh, product helps the running community. I don't. I think he forgot that he was on a backpacking podcast. But we do a lot of drink mix and nutritional supplements as, as part of you know being on the trail. Do you are you a drink mix guy? Do you bring any sort of like nutritional stuff, Gatorade? Any what do you got? Um, right now, I'm a big fan of Liquid IV and Element. Okay. Um, and uh, Element some some pretty groovy flavors, but it's it's something that's you know not super sugary. But it's it's a departure from just water. It's not sugar. Right? There's no sugar in it. It's just it's right, so, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. But but you still have that salt in there, right. and, and it, it helps. It it really really helps. You know, especially uh, you know magnesium. A lot of electrolyte drinks don't have magnesium, even though that's a very key electrolyte. For sure. So yeah, that's what okay. you want. You want your sodium. You want your potassium. You want your magnesium. So his his has that stuff, and then his has he calls it like a, a multivitamin. It does have a lot of stuff. So. And he, he mentioned that if you want a sample, you can hit him up on Instagram, Dan, the founder on Instagram, Runway RNWI. I'll have the link in the show description. But I've been trying it. It's a pretty mild flavor, so it's not, yeah, offensive. And it's, I mean, it truly it has a lot, like a lot of stuff in there. But like you, Rob, all I've been doing on trips so far is uh, stuff like Element, for sure. I'm not a liquid IV guy. I don't like the taste of it, but I, I get the thought. Well, it, it can be very, very strong. You can mix half a pack. It's right. fine. You don't, you don't have to have full bore. Yeah. Uh, as long as you get some, as long as you finish a pack, uh, you know, throughout the course of yeah. the day, it, it, it'll help. So yeah, Dan, if you got any of that stuff you want me to try, <laughs> he'll send you me. one. You just got to reach out to him. Um, that being yeah. said, Element has a flavor. They've got like a chocolate flavor. Yes. I don't get it, man. I think that's disgusting. disgusting. That, that's weird. I, I, I haven't tried, I actually have it. I haven't tried it. Yeah. But they away. got like habanero mango or a chili mango. Yeah. That's actually really good. I know. It's like spicy, salty. It's strange. It's it's I like all their stuff, just not chocolate. <laughs> no. uh, fair. Fair. anyway all right so i got bucket list trivia for you coming up right after this it's time to up your trail game folks if you fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home it's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why Midway USA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. 
What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. You suffer from extreme soreness, exhaustion, or like Carl, impossibly weak shoulders, then reach out to Rowan, our good friend from Summit Strength. He'll help you get fit, strong, and resilient so that you can conquer your next great adventure. Don't rely on the random and unverified nonsense you find online. Rowan uses rock-solid evidence and years of experience to get you trail-ready for all circumstances. Uneven terrain, another long climb after a series of long climbs, your discouraging partner telling you that you can't make it. The link to your success is always in our episode description, but you can always check out all the information you need at summonstrength.com au slash online once again that's summitstrength.com.au slash online it's time to be strong and pain-free for your next adventure all right rob so last time you were on you actually won trivia and your punishment for me was that i had to go on your like deep winter minnesota backpacking trip yeah I don't know if you remember say, saying that. I do. And then it's been, I forget the last time we were on. I think it's been a couple months. But either way, I would like to label that as a, a fake trip invite because just saying, oh, yeah, like at some point in the future, we're going to be going on this trip with no follow-up information about it whatsoever. That's not a real invite. That wasn't a real punishment. What you got? I was I was afraid that you go running for the hills because it's a serious trip. Now, we do have one coming up in the beginning of February. Okay, I do have one coming up over New Year's Eve coming up. Yeah, this is great notice. Great yeah, notice. Yeah, yeah. So if you go ahead and make that, that would be fantastic. The only problem is it's going to be like thirty degrees, which is like summertime. We got we're gonna we're gonna open a pool. That's hot. You know, we're gonna get our shorts on. And, right. Wow. Okay. Was that offer a little disingenuous? Probably because no one in with sound mind would say yes to that. I would say I would say yes to it. My issue is not. The fear of the winter. I, I feel like I would be on point okay. like dialing everything in from gear to clothing. It's more just getting away from the family for the time. That's my challenge. I, I have very like limited options and I'm starting to bring my son along as often as I can to kind of have the you know least amount of impact with the family is kind of my issue. I understand. So let's go ahead and put it on the list and then pretty soon that could okay. advance. The, the bucket list you're saying. All right. Well, mine is more specific because if you lose trivia, you only get one out of three, one or none. Uh, so mine is, I, I have, I'm not going to like force you to go on one of my trips, but mine is you have to at least try. Like look at the calendar. I've got three okay. trips this year. And so I'll tell you specifically where they're going to be. So I've got one coming up in April. We don't have the dates yet, but it's going to be like mid to late April, Red River Gorge. That's going to be a, a Patreon oh, trip. Wow. Uh, we've okay. got a July trip in Desolation. At this point, we're planning on Desolation Wilderness in mid to late July. That's our that's our like not a Patreon trip. That's just our our, our crew. And then I think like August September, our other Patreon trip is going to be in northern Northern California in the Trinity Alps area. So. Those are all places I have not been before. I haven't been to any of those. I guess I've been close to Desolation Wilderness, but I haven't actually backpacked there. All right, I've been to the Red River Gorge. It's it's a it's it's awesome. It's a okay. mini Grand Canyon. It's it's an awesome trip. Well, I'm yep. hoping you talked about bringing yeah some some folks along. I'm hoping we'll see who can get to go on that one. I I have a feeling that one's going to be a bit of a circus, but uh, when I was there, it was an absolute circus. Well, I just think that. <laughs> 
because we have a lot of folks that would go on that trip that don't live too far away from there. So it could be pretty large, but. Yep. Yep. It was this last year. So oh, yeah, right, they, well. they do a trip there every year, but yeah. Okay. All right. All, all right. right. So that, okay. Do you, okay. Do you have a new punishment if you get two or three correct on this trivia? Uh, yes. And, and it's, and it's very, very simple. And this plays into my narcissism a little bit. Okay. <laughs> on your next backpacking trip, because I imagine you, someone's got to probably video some of it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Every time someone does something correct or good, the only thing I need you to say is, yeah, that's how Rob Felton does it. <laughs> that's, that's all you need to say. All you need to say oh my every gosh. time. I love that, man. We gotta, you got to film it and then say that live as it's happening, right? Or right after it happened. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah I, I would try to do that two to three times. Make it make a cool YouTube short that way for sure. All right. I love it. All right, well, let's see how this plays out. Here we go. Okay. Bucket list trivia number one. There were two main stars in the movie that popularized the term bucket list. Name either of them. Well, they're both two very iconic actors. One of them actually didn't get his first acting gig until he was 50 years old, and he went out to win awards, and he did a lot of movies. And that particular gentleman was the name uh, Morgan Freeman. Now, his counterpart in that movie, who was an icon in himself, wow. Uh, made splashes when he debuted in One Floor of the Cuckoo's Nest. I think it was his big hit, his first big hit, which was a great movie, by the way. <laughs> but that, that is uh, someone who could also be seen probably in the 90s on courtside at the uh, Lakers game. Uh, that would be Jack Nichols. I didn't realize I had a movie buff in my midst here, so that is correct, my friend. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, I just Googled that. That wasn't even like a good movie. I think I, I watched part of it. I was like, this is actually like really boring and terrible. The book of I didn't like it. Did you like it? I liked it, but I'm a movie buff. Okay. Just because your movie best doesn't mean you have to like, like bad movies, though. Like that was just. That's true. I think That's it true. struggled with boringness and not much of a storyline other than establishing the phrase bucket list, personally. That's fair. Okay. You're welcome to your opinion. But all right. All right. I got I to up my game here. That was too easy for you. Number two The most common items on Americans' bucket list includes all of the following except one of these. All right. You got to pick the one that's not on a typical bucket list. A, traveling to Europe. B, winning the lottery. C, skydiving. Or D, having kids. You're going to get this one wrong. I'm going to guarantee you get this one wrong. I'm going to say winning the lottery. Yeah. See, like two out of these four surprised me. It was traveling to Europe. That's not on a typical that's American. That's not on a bucket list? Isn't that crazy? Because you can't have winning the lottery. It's not even attainable. Like but, it's, it's, but so many people play it, they think that there's a shot, right? I, you're not you're not a guy that plays the lottery, right? Man, I bet you I am. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna bash you playing the lottery. There's a hope to win there, but I, yeah, I'm not a lottery guy. So yeah, I was always complaining that I never win, and then a buddy was like, you know, you gotta buy a ticket. I was like, well, yeah. yeah. I have a feeling. I have this theory that like if I won the lottery, it would like wreck my life. Because I would like some of the things I'm working towards would just be easy. I don't know. It just kind of takes a lot of purpose out of some things. Well, I mean, they say after you make so much money, like money doesn't necessarily bring you more happiness. Yeah. Well, it doesn't bring me happiness at all. It just there's just kind of the concept of working towards something, right? Yeah. You're right. Exactly. I'd like to try. Yeah. I'd like to try. Try to win. I'd like to try to be rich. Yeah. That'd be great. <laughs> I'll, you you keep on coming on this podcast, man. It's gonna happen for you. All right, we'll walk through the sunset together. Okay. All right, you got to get the third one correct to pass. Number three, what is the most common bucket list destination? Most common bucket list destination. So I looked up a bunch of different lists, and 
like number one or towards the top was one of these places. A, Grand Canyon, B, Machu Picchu, C, Bucky's Gas Station, or D, Minnesota. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's why I've been to two of those places. Actually, may, No, I've been to three of those places. Bucky's Gas Station? Yeah, that's it. They're putting one in Colorado, man. Uh, really? Yeah, that's I think it might already be in, actually. Yeah, it's not too, super close to me, but it's it's definitely worth visiting. I've heard they're they're just epic. I don't know the significance of Bucky's Gas Station. Okay. You don't? They're just like these massive store slash gas stations that have like 100 pumps. They're I think it started in Texas, and they're just these, I don't know. If you're a road tripper, like you just like a good gas station, this is the place to go. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to say my answer is Machu Picchu because it's Machu just Picchu. exotic enough. It is, but it is the Grand Canyon, Rob. So what? you got to try to come on one of my backpacking trips. Man. Yeah. I've been to, I've been to both of those. Yeah. But the Grand Canyon, I think it's the number one most visited national park. So people are actually achieving that from their list. Yeah. But you could, you could drive there. Machu Picchu actually got a while. Okay. That's, that's the analysis paralysis coming back again. You're forcing me to try to spend time with you. That's kind of what I'm gathering here. Okay. It's only going to make future podcasts and anytime I sub for you for YouTube better. Really? You think the first thing you would say to me when you meet me in person is like, I thought you'd be taller? <laughs> I get the opposite. I thought you were shorter. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that multiple times. The first thing I'd say to you would be like, Rob, bring it in, man. Bear hug coming. I got you. Big okay. So Red River yeah. Gorge in April, Desolation in July, Trinity. No, no, no. I'll follow up. You don't have to you don't write this down. I'm going to follow up with you. I already did. I already think. Okay. All right. Before we go on to the tidbit section, I have to point out that before we started recording, um, I asked Rob about a shirt because like, I can only see the top part. It looks like somebody's head. And he's like, do you know who this is? And, he, and he, um, for those that are listening, he shows the full face of db cooper for those of you who, that, who know that is the the guy that like jumped out of the airplane stealing cash that dude like he just has a shirt with the guy's face on i just thought it's hilarious that's right so what's your best db cooper story oh wait there's only one oh. <laughs> there's only one <laughs> but we'll do a db cooper episode I, I told rob we'll do that in the future so right. some, he subs in here but um all right so it's time our only tip that i got is your announcement what's your youtube announcement aside from having me on your channel more frequently Okay. Uh, all right. So, so here it is. Uh, this has happened fairly, fairly quickly, and it's going to be a big change uh, in my life. So, those of you who do follow me, if you don't, start. Um, <laughs> I am actually uprooting and going to be traveling the U.S. all of next year, like on the road. On the road. So, I will okay. be coming somewhere near you and I'm going to be looking for really cool places to go backpacking with and cool people to go backpacking with as well. I will list my itineraries and where I'm going and then hopefully it's somewhere where we can meet up. Now, why am I doing this? Because it's awesome. I got hired as a traveling team member for the nonprofit Leave No Trace. Uh, wow. They have okay. traveling teams that literally Subaru sponsors this. They they give us, uh, you know, a, a, a Subaru Outback. They put a, a rooftop tent on it. And they give you everything you need. And you travel the whole country for 11 months going to different states and hosting workshops and in and, 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 and classes. And there's volunteer opportunities just to 
help people who are enjoying the outdoors, which as you know, there's a lot more now, is to basically leave it better than what you found it. And there's there's right. a lot of principles involved. So if you don't know about Leave No Trace, you can hop on leavenotrace.org. But that's what I'm doing. It's a highly coveted wow. edition. Uh, I applied kind of jokingly. Uh, and uh, me and my partner, we got hired as a team because they're looking for teams. So okay. yeah, we both we both pack up and we'll be flying to Denver next month to start. To start, okay. Wow, man. All right. Well, you were in Colorado last summer. I tried to reach out to you to connect, and um, you sidestepped me. Are, are we going to connect next month? Uh, it would be cool. I mean, I'm flying into Denver. Then uh, then we're <laughs> that's a no. Then we're going That's to a Boulder. no. Right How far is Boulder from you? Boulder from Denver or from me? From you. I don't know where you are. It's an hour. Oh, well, yeah, that could be, yeah, that could be easily done, man. We'll do an in-person recording of an episode. You could even tie it into your Leave No Trace if if they're looking for you to get content out there, if you want to pump up your stuff. Well, I know, I know, like, from my personal content, it's not going to involve Leave No Trace directly. I can't use Leave No Trace to, you know, up my platform. I will be producing content for them and their platforms. My stuff will, my YouTube will kind of change a little bit. It'll be a lot of life on the road and also the places that I get to visit while on the road. Like, hey, I need to be in Utah in four days. Okay, between now and then, where can I stop to backpack? Where can I stop to explore? And who can I meet there, you know, to to go with me? Yeah. Whose house can I crash to use their shower and wash? Okay, well, I'm excited for you, man. If you you want to do an episode called, like, um, How D.B. Cooper Failed to Leave No Trace, we could do that and tie all that that together. But, yeah, I, I understand that. It's it's kind of separate specific content for what they're asking for, but dude, that is amazing. I'm I'm actually jealous of that opportunity. Can you describe? Are you putting out your itinerary like on some sort of website? Is it going to be just on YouTube somewhere, or how how can we find this so we can find you? That that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. I'm not sure if if uh, I'll put it on. I do have a website that I haven't posted on. Or will I just post it on my Patreon? I do have a Patreon. I haven't used it. Okay. I may post it on there. I may start a Facebook group. Um, I might. I may even start something called Gift a Room, where I say, "Hey, I'm going to be in Lubbock, Texas," and someone go, "Hey, I'll buy you a hotel room there." <laughs> Maybe I'll start one of those. Two. Wow. All right. But yeah, so it's just an opportunity to be on the road. And like I said, we're going to be on the road. We're going to be camping up to 200 nights a year, right? So that's amazing. It, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a crazy opportunity that uh, uh, they liked my content and outdoor background, and they liked my girlfriend's education background, and it worked. And okay. and that's that's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be crazy and awesome. I'm excited, but I still don't know exactly what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm haven't been on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the exciting yeah. part is the the unknown. Yeah. But yeah, I hope that um, I'm actually really curious now that you're talking about you know 200 nights outside. I hope you put a lot of gear to the test. I want to see what holds, like stands the test of Me time. Too. Me too. I'm very, okay. very curious. And and they said that, you know, I could I could do podcasts as a Leave No Trace representative. It's just something I would have to approve that we could talk about Leave No Trace at that point. You know what I mean? So, uh, gotcha. yeah. So there you go. All right. I'm happy to support you anyway. Even if we do a separate podcast for them, whatever you need, man, I'm, I'm here for well, you. Well, I appreciate it. And I appreciate your followers too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you can follow me, you know, on Instagram, you can follow me obviously on YouTube, I'll be posting some stuff there. And I, I think the easiest way, you know, it, I don't know if it'll be through a Facebook group or through a Patreon. I don't know how Patreon works very well. Maybe you have to give me some clues on that, but, um, 
I think it just depends on how much traffic you anticipate. So you're saying, I'm going to be in Boulder. Do you anticipate getting hit up a lot by people that live in and near the Boulder area to go do some hiking and backpacking stuff? You may not know, right? Like, I wouldn't know. Yeah, hopefully. So when I go to, you know, Scotland, if you're in Scotland, yeah. <laughs> gift a room. <laughs> Uh, we'll put the we'll put both your social and your YouTube down in the show description, and then just and you know what, whether you're on the show between now and when you start or not, just shoot us an update, and I'll I'll throw that out to everybody out there so people can if they want to connect with you, they can. Maybe they'll connect with you on yeah the Red River Gorge Patreon trip or something else. Who knows? Yeah, I greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah. looking forward to I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to to start a new chapter. I'm excited for you, man. So. Yeah, I appreciate that. Rob, you, you're pinching for Derek just all of a sudden. It, it's been a blessing. We so appreciate you. Uh, you're my go-to guy anytime, you know, we need a guest host, and I, I'm going to continue to lean on you because you're just a lot of fun to talk to. That's all we got for this week. We're going to be back. We got some uh, guests coming up to kick off January. We got uh, Dixie and Jeff Garmer coming up in the upcoming weeks. And Love it. thank you, everybody, for checking. We hope you had a great Christmas. Happy New Year. God bless you. Be safe out there. Anglers search for the one they call king, but who will take his throne? Tune in to Waypoint TV's Battle for Silver, Saturday, May 18th from 12 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Abyss Battery, Waypoint TV. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.